0: Come on, play it. Come on, on, little fella. Come on, help. Come on, come on. You get your video resume after this ad. okay. Hey, everybody. We're back. Uh, we have another episode of Isle of the Damned. Hope your week has been fantastic. I'm Brian. He's Kent. I don't really have anything special to say in this part. Uh, I, I think this quiet. week I should be Brian and you should be Ken. All right, you want to switch it around? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just for novelty's sake. Now I'm going to be confused the whole time because I'm going to be thinking I'm you and you're me You're not you, you're me um, anyway, <laughs> uh, Sorry, I I could think it was Total Recall Because um, it was on TV the other day And I love that really I love the remake The Boss <laughs> Consider this divorce. Uh, that was actually the scene I saw, too, that I came in on. Um, so anyways, we're going to do our usual stuff. We've got Annabelle Creations to review. We've got some trailers. We've got some news. So uh, hang with us and enjoy. Uh, we're going to start off with a recommendation by Kent this week.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, I've, I've had a pretty decent week. I'm pretty tired at this point. I, I feel kind of run ragged, but... Yeah, I got my eclipse on yesterday. Nice. Uh, drove up to the Kansas Nebraska state line, uh, where it was like the middle of the totality path, so it was like two minutes long. Damn. As opposed yeah, to those like places nothing. where it was like ten seconds. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> and that was pretty awesome. It was all it was cloudy and rainy all morning, but fortunately we were able to just see it through the clouds. Um, and you burned your cornea and enough. stuff. And hopefully, well, hopefully not. I mean, I was seeing it through the clouds because I couldn't wear my glasses because then I couldn't see it because of the clouds. <laughs> so if I fucked up my eyes, I haven't noticed it yet. But Soon you and i <laughs> But you know, over the next year, if my eyesight degrades, then I'll know why and I'll be pissed at myself. But yeah, uh, I do have a recommendation. And I'll be honest, I haven't even watched it yet. But I picked what? it up today and... I'm still going to throw it out there because of uh, certain reasons, and I'll explain why. And here's the other thing. I don't even like Steelbooks, but I'm going to recommend Best Buy's Steelbook-exclusive Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 release, because it is, first of all, a really good movie. We both really enjoyed it when we saw it back in May, Uh Uh, and then as far as extras go... Not only are you getting a James Gunn commentary, which is always good, but they've got a making of, uh, deleted scenes, gag reel, and perhaps most importantly, the Guardians Inferno music video with David Hasselhoff and that's- just about everybody else from the entire cast.
0: It's pretty awesome if you haven't. Or you can also see it online, but just uh, that that that's worth the price of admission. <laughs> um, did you read his thing on Facebook and his Facebook post about, uh, what's the name of the band? I forget. It. It's, it's like the the, the Sneepers or something yeah, like that. It's, it's
1: something I, like that, yeah. But
0: apparently he tried to tell Disney that's what he wanted to name it. And someone from Disney came back and was like, you can't call the band that. And he's like, why? And he's, in Icelandic, that means clitoris. And he's just like, well, that's even better then. Let's use that. And they're just <laughs> like, no. And like eventually he said it took like weeks and they finally were just like, oh, okay, just do it. <laughs> So, I, I read that today on his Facebook and I throw that in. It's pretty funny. He gives like the whole backstory of how he got that music video made. It's pretty it's very entertaining. That um,
1: that is fantastic.
0: I love James Gunn.
1: But aside from that though, yeah. the main reason why I'm suggesting it is because it does something that you almost never see. And this is the only only the second time I or third time I've seen it done, and that is. It includes both the 4K Ultra HD disc and the Blu-ray 3D disc in the same package. That never happens. I mean, anytime you are going to the store to get a movie, you basically get a choice. You can get the Blu-ray, you can get the DVD if you're a backwards rube. Um, yeah. you can <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> Sorry, I'm an asshole. Um, you can get the Blu-ray 3D if it's a movie that was released in 3D, or you can get the 4K. And yeah. if you get the 4K or the 3D, there will probably be the Blu-ray included in it. Right. This and is if you first get the Blu-ray, time there might be a DVD. It just depends. Yes. But you this almost the never first... get the 4K and the 3D and the Blu-ray in the same package.
0: Right. This is absolutely the first, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the first Disney movie of uh, to be released on 4K by Disney.
1: Yes, and and the only other movies I think are released like this. Uh, one was the Kong Steelbook that came out that I didn't even know about and I yep. missed out on. The other one I think was Passengers, which yes.
0: another Chris Pratt movie for some reason. But they oh, they're Chris Pratt now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um it's funny you mentioned this though um so what actually is and i'm gonna get into a story about my own perils of trying to get the steelbook so there's actually two steelbooks for best buy there was a 4k 3d blu-ray one that you got there was yep. also a regular one of just the blu-ray and the dvd digital copy so there's two separate ones the exact same steelbook they look exactly the same mm-hmm. just your, yours has an extra disc yep. um it doesn't include the dvd which it doesn't matter so what I've realized, they're starting to do now certain companies, and I'm, Warner Brothers is one of them, which is what you just mentioned with Kong. I, well, actually, that's Universal, I think. But Wonder Woman, they're doing the same thing. Unless you get the 4K Blu-ray, uh, Blu-ray 3D steelbook at Best Buy, you don't, you don't get a steelbook. They're only doing it for the 4K thing. And so I guess that's the new thing. And I heard the rumor that they're doing the same thing with Spider-Man Homecoming, where you're going to have to get the 4K one. So this one at least you had a choice, but these Wonder Woman and Spider Man, there's going to be no Steelbook that just has a Blu-ray and DVD. You're going to have to get the 4K 3D Blu-ray package, um, which is interesting. I mean, I, I don't mind it. I, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. But like with Kong, I didn't know that was even happening. They did it with Kong. They did it with Alien, I believe, too. I think they did it with Alien. Uh, what was the, what was that damn a- alien whatever the fuck one we reviewed a couple months ago? I don't remember the name of it. The Prometheus sequel. I don't know. The current yeah. alien movie. I can't think of it. Retaliation? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's not it. <laughs> well, and and the Wonder Woman, at least on their website, is
1: only listing the 4K and the Blu-ray and the digital. It doesn't say anything about the 3D.
0: Okay, and honestly, and I'm going to get probably hatred for this, I think this, that steelbook is ugly as hell. It's like a comic art version, and it doesn't really look anything like, like, I would like the regular cover a hundred times better, you, this is the, I it was the first time I looked at it, and I'm like, I don't really want the steel book. like, I, I, I enjoy the fact that they're putting all that stuff together, but I'm like, I don't, the steel book mm-hmm. doesn't, it's, it's the same thing they're doing with all the Arrow, Flash, uh, Supergirl, Legend of Tomorrow, all their CW, DC show releases, they're mm-hmm. doing Best Buy Steelbooks, but they're, like, comic art. Which is cool. I love comics, but sometimes they don't really do well on a steelbook. They just kind of look kind of lazy sometimes. Um, and they're not exactly like famous artists. It's just sort of like someone doing a sketch or like a, like a, just a comic thing of the person. But um, I digress. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, interesting. But um, so my story... Good luck finding this, by the way, because – um. <laughs> so I pre-ordered mine uh, August 1st. Now, I pre-ordered the Blu-ray DVD steelbook because I was like, ah, I don't need the 4K one. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to get a 4K TV anytime soon, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had – I could, not to brag, but I have every Marvel steelbook since they started. The, the Dark World, I think, was the first one. And um, I remember – so I was just like – to me, it's just sort of like I'm continuing – the the why why stop now so I, I pre-ordered in august and i actually had a friend who pre-ordered it in july and um usually before the release date usually you get it by the you pick, say pick it up at the store this time there was no option to pick it up at the store which i thought was weird so i had it shipped to my house and it says you get it by release day and i've done that before you usually get it by release day and usually mm-hmm. get the day before or the saturday before sometimes so i happen to check it like saturday or sunday and um it was still just not even processed, not prepared, not even like ready for shipment or anything. And I was like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. So I went to the uh, sheet plug. I went to the Blu-ray.com forums, which is a great place to figure stuff out. Um, and I went to the the thread about this steelbook. And apparently, there's a giant clusterfuck of uh, shortage and glitches. So what happened, apparently, according to one Best Buy supervisor that told someone, is they had a computer glitch. So, if you ordered it from July 12th through August 16th, mm-hmm. it didn't. It, it, it got the order, but it didn't really prepare it. So, anyone who got it after August 16th got there is no problem, already got it in the mail yesterday, or Monday, or Saturday, or Tuesday, or at least Tuesday, and people like me and everyone else are at the back of the line. Mm-hmm. And so, me and my friend got an email saying, we're sorry, um, we're... Um, this we're having. We have no uh, idea if this item will ever ship. We're gonna. You can um, give us a September twentieth to hopefully fi- get it, and if not, um, feel free to cancel your order. Sorry for any inconvenience.
1: That is so weird, and I'll tell you why. There's two reasons. Yeah. Number one, I ordered mine on July 29th, and I asked for store pickup. Yeah. And and it was there for me, um, and I got the notification, all of that. Number two, I'm on the Best Buy site. Uh, right now, and the Wonder Woman, the uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, they both are not saying anything about the 3D, which ticks me off because I would have loved Warner Brothers, who did the Kong Skull Island, and Disney, which did Guardians of the Galaxy, to continue doing the 3D and 4K in the same package.
0: Well, you got to remember, Spider-Man is Sony. So. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. yeah. Anyway,
0: um, but yeah. they have it listed as add to cart so it says right. that you can still order it so here's the story so uh, this, 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 so i'm freaking out being like this is bullshit i don't care it's a book. i would have just bought the regular version but it's like dude i like and so there's people like you know the internet there's people there that call best buy and demand overnight shipping and all this bullshit so yeah i just oh, i i called best buy last night uh, sunday night sunday night no monday night Um, and I was just like, I got a very nice gentleman. And I was like, look, um, can you help me out? I ordered this blah, blah, blah. So he's just like, well, he's like, um, I hate to say this, but I can't tell you when it's going to be shipped. He's like, I can't tell you. And I'm like, well, is it coming from your warehouse? And he's just like, yeah, I have no idea. You'll someday get a shipping thing and you'll usually be three to five business days after that that you'll get it. And I'm just like, but I pre-ordered it to get it release day. And he's just like, I'm like, can you at least refund my shipping or something? He's like, well, I'll give you a $10 gift card. He's like, I'm like, well, okay, that's okay. I'm like, Do my, is there a chance I could ever get it? Or am I, because I'm here, and he's like, well, he's like, there's there, there's been a really extreme shortage and, um, you know, we're not sure. He's like, well, let me go check for my supervisor. He, he comes back like 10 minutes, five minutes later, and he's like, um, yeah, I still don't really know, but um, you should get like an email hopefully soon, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm pissed, but I hung up and nothing, whatever. I could have thought but I didn't really – I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. So it's funny, though. Like two hours after I talked to him, all of a sudden my order status goes to waiting for pickup from the postal service. So I'm mm-hmm. supposed to get mine soon. But okay. so the funny thing is the people on the forums are saying unless you called and got like a reference number that bumped the order, people are not getting them and they're not shipping out because there was – a and. Long story short, I was like, this morning, or we're recording it today, so to the day of the release this morning, I was like, man, I'm going to see if, oh, it, I got, I can do store pickup? What the hell? All of a sudden, this morning, it opened for store pickup, so I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to do that just in case, you know, for some reason I don't get mine, so I do that. Two hours later, I got an email after they took my money and, and uh, gave me confirmation that, hey, sorry, we don't have any of this uh, basically in our store, so I mm-hmm. heard from two other people that they went to their Best Buy and there was no steel books at all. People were pissed. It was like friggin' Black Friday. There was a line. There's no steel books. So I don't know what's going on, but I'm mm-hmm. hopefully getting mine. But it seems like it's a giant thing. So, and apparently the same thing kind of happened with the Last Guardians movie with the steel book that was very limited supply. Where some of these you can find in months. To... They still have the Force Awakens one at my Best Buy. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, so if you can find it, if not, um, but you can apparently like you was just saying, you can apparently order it now from their website and they will ship it to you, you just can't pick it up in a store apparently. Which is so, very
1: uh, odd, but right? and it and, and it says store pickup Lawrence not available,
0: which is exactly. from as, as my the- nearest best buy. Right, and for me, it's says not available anywhere, 250 miles within no. anywhere. It, the funny thing is, though, is remember how last week we were talking about basketball? Yeah. So, of course, I go going to Best Buy tonight anyways, because I wanted to pick up Asher's Evil Dead, season two, plug, plug. And uh, they have... Five copies of Basketball on the shelf, like <laughs> in this little like end cap of all those ones that we were talking about. They were doing, and I'm just like, well, that's funny. It doesn't say that they ever had it on their website. Like, it, so there, there's a giant disconnect between their website, their customer service, their everything. So, long story short, it was it's a frustrating release for a lot of people. So, be glad that you got yours, and I'm hopefully getting mine. I'm pretty sure I am because it's got a it's shipping and I like got a tracking number. So, I yeah, certainly it,
1: am glad, given what you're telling me, and, right. and it is so weird it, because it says. On there, it has pre-order, and it has shipping by August 31st. Right, so... Get it by August 31st.
0: But it's just weird how they were, like, fulfilling orders that they got late, the late, like, going backwards, and now it's like, I don't know, maybe they got a second shipment, who knows, but um, not good. But anyways, it is an amazing steelbook from what I've seen, and the special features do sound awesome, so hopefully everyone will be happy. And if you, it's just a steelbook, people, at the end of the day it's just a steel book. So um yeah. yeah. I mean if you have to you
1: can get them separately I'm sure. But right. it would certainly be more helpful if they produced more of these because if they already had all of these orders why wouldn't they at least produce enough to make all the orders
0: that's 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 the problem that no one can figure out and like apparently no one even knows like one person was like i went to like three of the super like they went up the chain on the phone and like Mm -hmm. basically no fucking clue so yeah it's a weird thing that we'll probably never figure out but um yeah it typically though the disney marvel ones are the hardest ones to get like unless Mm -hmm. you do pre-order it you're not gonna get one (laughs) usually you can't just kind of walk in and I guess there was an Astros Evil Dead one, which I didn't even know, people were looking for that saying it was already gone, so so I guess the steelbook collectors are crazy. <laughs> so anyways. Yeah. But um so that's uh let's move on to some news. We've All got right. um some interesting news, I guess. I don't really know how to say it.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh you mind if I go ahead and Go ahead. And yeah. A- um so Warner Brothers after knocking us dead with Wonder Woman. Continues to make absolutely baffling decisions as far as the uh, their superhero movies go. So now they're talking about making a Joker origin film without Jared Leto, which fantastic. Uh,
0: that's a Jared plus. Leto that's is that's gone, but right. That's one plus. But.
1: Uh, a Joker origin film strikes me as the worst idea since they did the gonzo origin film because certain characters are better when their enigmatic qualities are at their peak joker is one wolverine is another that they fucked up on
0: right i was just gonna Gonzo is at it, the right. top
1: that was the biggest mistake yeah but yeah. it's like no we don't want to know what gonzo is he's a thing yeah that's the Isn't whole the, the, point yeah. telling us he's Mutted an alien from- ruins the character
0: yeah. I mean, Muppets from Space does have some okay parts, but yeah, you're right. Overall, the idea is fucking awful. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, this, I mean, again, I'm a 1989 I'm apologist Batman fan of that movie. I didn't mind that they gave him an origin in the movie. I wish he hadn't killed Bruce Wayne's parents. I thought that was a little too much, but... It, and and I'm okay with they kind of hint that he, the Red Hood thing was always okay. I don't really care, but just this just sounds awful because I mean you missed the big part of it is that's it, going to be done by the guy who did the fucking Hangover movies, which yeah. just means it's like oh, uh, but. People keep
1: trying to excuse that because Martin Scorsese is supposed to be involved as a producer in some
0: way. <laughs> yeah, producer. As I'm doing a motion that I can't. It is not as suitable for this podcast. Um, yeah, I don't <laughs> really think he gives a shit about a fucking Joker movie. This dude's a fucking Oscar-winning director. I'm sure he's going to be like, wait, wait, wait. Let's make sure this is a good movie. <laughs> like, you got the fuck guy. Who did I mean? Yeah. First thing we it's okay. Fucking second two, but second one, fucking garbage. I never even saw the third one. So like that, that's, and why would you hire, that just makes, it doesn't make sense. Not that he's not a competent director, but I don't, like you said, the whole idea just bogs me. The only thing that would be worse is if Jared Leto was in it. I mean, I guess it was supposed to take place in the nice eighties in Gotham City. It's funny you should say
1: that because even though they're talking about not having Jared Leto for this Joker centric film, they are talking about having Jared Leto in both Suicide Squad 2 and uh, Gotham City Sirens which makes me completely disinterested in both of those films. I'm just going to say because I he was want was the it. smelliest turd in the turd sandwich that there's was Suicide people,
0: Squad. I'm sorry, but there's still people are like, "Well, you know, Joker has had many different incarnations." Yeah, except where he yeah, dressed up. Yeah, this one a was terrible. Topic. Yeah, exactly. Like,
1: just because there are a lot of interpretations, it doesn't mean that every single one of them is valid. This one
0: stunk. Right. And, like, there was such a hype behind it. Like, oh, he's doing all these weird things, and he's, like, like, like kind of like they were trying to do the Heath Ledger thing. And it was like, yeah, I don't see it. He just looked like a fucking guy that let, robbed the Hot Topic and fucking just... I don't know it was just terrible but yeah no chemistry juggalo
1: who looks like Marilyn Manson in that one movie where he or that one video and it's right just awful
0: and I get it they slapped him on all these merchandise or anything his pictures everywhere but yeah why why do you do this Warner Brothers you give us one good movie and then you go back to making shit. I don't know uh, I have a feeling this is gonna be a long long journey Uh, with Warner brothers and these DC properties, that just seems like they finally, like they were given this like gorgeous gift on a silver platter of like, this is what people want. It's making tons of money. And then they're like, Oh, we still have no fucking clue what we're doing.
1: (laughs) Well, the problem is suicide squad also made money, even though most people thought it was awful. So they took that as a sign. Well, let's keep doing what we're doing there too.
0: Right, I mean, and that's the, the same problem, I mean, not to bring... Same with the X-Men movies. There were some shitty x movies, but they kept making money, so they kept making them, and eventually they get good, but you're still going to get the shitty... They're, they're going to keep making them, because you're right. Like, it made money enough that they're going to keep making them, so, yeah. It's whatever. You know, you would think they would have learned their lesson, but apparently fools repeat the same mistakes, I guess. I don't know. Was some, I was going to use some sort of, like, famous quote, and I fucked <clears> it up. My yeah. bad. Anyways. So,
1: yeah. Um, anyway... I think our big thing is we would not like Jared Leto back as the Joker, and we also are not particularly interested in this origin film. I mean, you, you went on the 89 Batman film, but honestly, I think every time they've tried to graft an origin to him, it's been disappointing at best.
0: Except when Alan Moore did it, everyone seems to love joking. But that's just, <sighs> are like, well, Alan Moore did it, so it's fucking amazing. It's like, but it's still kind of. And again, the the, the eighty nine thing was probably just because that was my first. It's got a special place in my heart. That movie. Yeah. So it's like, if if I saw it nowadays, I'd probably be like, what the fuck, Joker doesn't kill Batman's parents. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't say you're Dan- dancing the devil in the pale moonlight, which is a good good line. But nevertheless, Joe Chill, chill so. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so. But, yeah, uh, so we have some, uh, I feel like we do this every couple weeks now. Uh, so we've got another sad celebrity death. Um, Albeit another one that
1: was getting to right. where he Something. was going to have to go at some
0: point. But Right. Again, not someone that lived a pretty good long life. And that was uh, Jerry Lewis. Um, like. You
1: know but and yeah. the
0: hive, the, hive in the hive. aka professor freak from the simpsons <laughs> <laughs> um as most people know him now um obviously our current generation probably knows him more for the uh, telethons he used to do on labor day uh, mm-hmm. which is what was like a thing it was like wait why is there no tv shows on this on labor day? oh it's cuz the telethons on like that was the yeah, that was
1: as a, as opposed to on in living color where they did jerry's kids about kids with cherry curls so. I forgot
0: about that I <laughs> uh, love in color are so good that's a shame that that uh, I mean they did go on to a lot of people went on to do good things from that show but um yeah um
1: but we also ended up with white chicks
0: uh, never should give that a this podcast <laughs> <don't you? laughs> um but yeah uh it, it, like you said I mean he, he was early 90s I think I don't, I don't have it in front of me. Um, I want to
1: say he was 91. You're right. I, yeah. I don't have it in front of me. The thing yeah, but, about but, Jerry Lewis is everybody still knew who he was. The right. Telethons, of course, were always a huge deal. But right. it's weird how he was so huge. Like, he was one of the biggest names ever in the 50s and the 60s. And then there's the whole deal with The Day the Clown Cried, where. He tried to make something that was a weird cross between his surreal, absurdist comedy and a Holocaust film. He decided, this is terrible, I'm never going to release it. He eventually gave it to the Library of Congress two years ago. Uh, Even then, they still can't publicly show it unless they make some sort of a deal with the other people involved, like the writers of the, the movie, but... After that, he really seemed to go downhill. As far as his celebrity, the movies that he was making—it's like that was the epicenter of his whole deal. It's like, and it's weird. The probably the closest person to him today, even though uh, one could argue that he was still successful after he tried to do the whole serious thing—is Adam Sandler, right? Because Jerry Lewis was. He wanted to be in charge of all of his own movies, uh, even though he worked with people like Frank Tashlin, uh, who also was an animation director for Warner Brothers. He definitely was in charge of his movies. He started directing himself; everything was going through him. And you see the same thing from Adam Sandler's Happy Madison, where he does all of his own shit. Even he even did that thing with Netflix, where he's doing. The the thing is Jerry Lewis is still looked upon as, he did some groundbreaking stuff where Adam Sandler, you've got his first maybe couple of comedy albums, I don't know, it it seemed like he fell further, I guess, because Jerry Lewis just kind of faded away, whereas Adam Sandler is still very much present, except he's shitty now. i was just gonna
0: say he's present, but everyone pretty much knows that he's not funny and doesn't. No one care. There, there. There's a lot of people that don't really give a shit anymore. Like it, it's sort of like someone the online. Everyone's sweating up. We're like, oh, he's the guy that makes the funny noises. Okay, we're 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 done with him. Like now he's doing like he's still going to deal with Netflix, but they're also bleeding money. So who knows? But yeah, I, it's like Punch Drunk
1: Love was kind of his. Yeah, Day the Clown cried except yeah. for some reason critic except it actually came out for some reason critics liked it even though I think it's horribly overrated. But yeah, it, it's. It's uh, strange how that is. And, I, I of course, I don't want to make this all into about Adam Sandler, so I'll keep my mouth shut <laughs> even though I have more feelings on him.
0: Um, don't we all?
1: But, yeah, Jerry Lewis, of course, started out with Dean Martin doing a com- the comedy team thing, uh, made several movies together. They eventually quit their partnership. Uh, it sounded like there was some bad blood there.
0: Yeah, and, I was wondered what that was, but, yeah, I never mean, yeah. really heard about it.
1: He went off on his own, did things like The Nutty Professor. The other weird thing is, he's one of those guys who, his movies, and there's several kinds of things like this, really, it's almost like the most popular movies he did, for whatever reason, are just like kind of stuck at least one or two formats back. Mm. Where like a lot of the more popular sci-fi films from the 50s and 60s A lot of the most popular Jerry Lewis comedies, and there are several examples of this where uh, some of them have managed to get on on DVD, but a lot of them have never come out on Blu-ray, whereas uh, you see their older stuff, their lesser stuff, is coming out through labels like Kino and things like that. The Marx Brothers were kind of the same way until we at least finally got their first five films from Paramount, but we still don't have most of their MGM stuff. Right. So it's weird how that's happening. Where we don't have Night at the Opera from the Marx Brothers, we don't have Nutty Professor from Jerry Lewis, uh, we don't have the Incredible Shrinking Man and a bunch of those uh, Universal titles. Although I think they've released some of those in Europe. So it's an odd thing what they what they choose to release, and in some cases, it's due to these people thinking that there's still this huge demand for their films. That they right. have a controlling interest in, and they just want more than the uh, studios or the distributors. In some cases, feel that it's worth to release them. So,
0: yeah. So I mean, he he did die of um, heart fail or heart disease, um, and he was ninety one. So you're right on that. Um, I I don't know if you know, and I'm not trying to like bring this up because I I always wondered this, and I've always thought this was a weird thing. He was so closely connected with that title and the and the yeah I can't speak, but Nick Jarry's kids, like you said, I always thought, do you think I never said anything, but do you assume that someone in his family had it, or he knew, there must have been some connection why he was so passionate about that particular, I don't know, I never, I was like one of the biggest things I always wondered why, and I guess we'll never get that answer, like I never, he never would say why he was, so. It's fun.
1: very possible, I mean, for all we, he also used to talk about his connections with the mafia,
0: though, so... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, in, in that the, case... For all we
1: know, it could have been some mob boss's somebody in a mob boss's family who <laughs> had it, who got Absolutely. him to start doing it. it it's Absolutely. weird. Absolutely,
0: yeah. I just, it's just one of those things, because like, you know how nowadays, if a celebrity like supports something, you pretty much know why, or there's some sort of stupid story behind it. Not so stupid, but you know what I mean. Like, And he kind of kept it always where... He was just like, yeah, I'm doing it, but he never gave any reason, personal reason why. So I was always, I was, because I was, like, interested in that, and I thought we'd finally find out, but possibly not. But, um, yeah, uh, I guess that does it for the news. Not too much this week, but we've got some trailers to talk about. The first one, which, again, is kind of sad to talk about, but I think it looks amazing, and that's the, uh... Second um, Batman, 60s Batman animated flick. Uh, Batman, Two Face. I don't know what the action yeah, is. Batman versus Two Face? Batman versus Two Face, and- I Instigate the extractor protocol. Radio, Doug. I have a bad feeling about this. Behold, my evil extractor! Oh. <laughs> The trying to overwhelm the machine with the eagle. Shut it down.
1: Harvey, look out! It's a double cross. All signs pointing to
0: Two Face. I won't rest until we get to the bottom of this. The game is afoot, Mr. Dent. Get the lead out, or I'll put the lead in. I can't go I insist you stop this madness.
1: Look, pretty boy, we had a deal. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to see this. For one thing, I, I really enjoyed that Return of the Cape Crusaders movie, but this reminds me more of the Batman 66 comic in that it's yeah. kind of taking those anachronisms of things that were created after uh, the Batman show ended and inserting them into the Batman 66 universe.
0: So you there's, got like Hugo Strange and yeah,
1: yeah. or yeah. or in some cases before just that weren't used but yeah there's right. Hugo Strange there's Two-Face there's a uh, character that seems to very strongly resemble Harley Quinn I'm just
0: going to say yeah that sounds very similar um you, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but you, you know the story behind uh, the original what, what Two Faces is originally going to be on the '60s show, right? Or yeah, no? Yeah, we've
1: just, dis- we've definitely oh. discussed it before, but yeah, it was, I, I, uh, it was a case where they had the script written,
0: yeah, and they, they oh, did they not make it
1: because back. they felt it was too gruesome for TV.
0: Right, he was going to be a newscaster, right? Or I, I believe the original script was he was going to be a newscaster, something trying, like that, it,
1: and he was to be played by Clint Eastwood.
0: Yes, exactly. But they, yeah, recently, like what, maybe two or three years ago, they did a, a one-shot comic where they mm-hmm. pretty much reprinted the script and the the they basically made it into a comic. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this. It's great that in a in a sad way that Adam West got to finish this before his death. So this is it I, looks I, like I, it's
1: a fitting tribute to go out on.
0: What I was going to say, if you look, they've announced some of the bonus features. It looks a lot of like the bonus features a lot of uh, tribute to Adam West stuff. And, you know, they've got um, Kevin Smith talking about them. They've got some uh, people, Julie Newmar, and obviously other people talking about their memories. And so it looks like they're going to add some stuff like that, which is which is good. Yeah, they, is, they've you know, got
1: Lee Merriweather in this one.
0: Right. Uh, I was Not surprised. as Catwoman, because they've already got no. Julie
1: Newmar, but she's in it.
0: Yeah, as a new a new character, that I forget the name, but uh, another villainous or, or of character that it looks like they created for the film. Um, but yeah, I, I think it looks fun. I still honestly haven't seen the first one, and I know it's super cheap on Amazon now, but I still haven't seen it. So someday I will see it. But I heard uh, you told me it was good, and I I did read the first um, comic the trade of the Batman sixty six, and I I really liked it. So mm-hmm. um, so I, I honestly for people fans of the show, highly recommend. I don't think I think they ended it, but I think they at least or at least they did a crossover with Wonder Woman. Yeah. What's
1: weird is that they ended the Batman sixty six, but but they kept bringing out all these spinoffs because they had like
0: Batman meets the Avengers. Yeah. Batman no, not meets the, the Avengers, Avengers.
1: The Man from <laughs> Uncle. Wonder yes. Woman seventy seven. Yes. Yeah. So it's like they continued it, but I don't know if it's because they were doing the crossovers with the other uh, stuff or what, but they. Kid, they canceled that and they turned it into a series of mini series. Basically, I
0: think it's the same thing that happened with not not saying it's the same reason, but they did, when when Smallville ended and they tried to do a season eleven Smallville comic. Basically, they realized that the sales were so bad that if they did it just as a series of four issue mini that the sales were somehow better because people are like, oh, it's a new number one uh, every couple months. So <laughs> that may be the same idea of what they're doing, but yes, they're all doing most of them are crossovers now, so mm-hmm. that also can play into it as well, so um, so the next movie Little Evil
1: Everybody please welcome Gary, Gary, Gary. Well, uh, my wife and I just recently got married
0: Gary! <laughs>
1: hey, she's perfect, she's everything I ever wanted and you know, I, I'm having a little
0: tiny bit of trouble bonding with my new stepson, Lucas Whoa, look at that, You found some earthworms Good talking to you, buddy. Never really looks me in the eye. Doesn't talk much, except when he yells at me to get out of his room. Using this weird little like, goat puppet thing. I get this sense that he's... Uh... That he's evil incarnate? Yeah.
1: Remind me again how Lucas was conceived.
0: You remember when I told you about that crazy time in my 20s where I joined that sort of, like... Cult.
1: No, I don't think you told me
0: about that. Uh, by the 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 director of um, or the director, or the writer, or director of Tucker oh, and Dale. writer and director. Oh, writer and director. Yeah. Um, it's a Netflix original uh, horror comedy. I would guess you'd call it. Um, it it, it looks it looks.
1: Well, uh, we should say the writer and director of Tucker and Dale vs. Evil.
0: Well, so yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. You, and, <laughs> um. <laughs> my bad. Uh, but, um, yeah, it, it, it looks like a pretty funny horror comedy that mm-hmm. I would watch on Netflix. Like, I don't know if I would go to yeah. theaters.
1: Well, it, it's another example of a situation where somebody who could probably get uh, his next movie put into theaters because they put out something already that's been successful just ending up on Netflix, and right. it's it's weird. Uh, it is kind of... It looks like to be kind of the same wheelhouse as Tucker and Dale vs. Evil because it's a horror comedy, although that one was this weird inversion of the hillbilly right. horror thing, whereas this one looks like it's much more of a straight parody of stuff right. like Rosemary's Baby or... Right. Uh, or uh, The Omen. The Omen, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it does have Tyler Labine... Uh, from Tucker and Dale. It yeah. also has a pretty good cast. Otherwise, it's got Adam Scott from Parks and Recreation. It's got Clancy Brown, Evangeline yeah, like Lilly.
0: Um, yep. Yeah, but yeah it's, got, course, it's got a really good Turk. cast. Yes. <laughs> Turk. I mean, come on. It's like, a, yeah. Uh, I was like, I'm in. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it, it comes, I, it drops on September 1st. So if you have Netflix and you would like to watch it, mm-hmm. that is when it drops. But, um, yeah, it, again, like you said, it's pretty, pretty much a guy starts dating, uh, a, a girl and she's got a kid and he's like, obviously the son of Satan. And they do a lot of jokes and homages to, like you said, those other movies and stuff like that. So, I, I mean, it looks like, it looks worth, it looks worth a watch. I can't speak, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, again, like you said, uh, it, it it seems like a good fit for Netflix. I don't know if you if you would release it in the theater if there would have been any, you know, traction for it. I mean, did Tucker and Dave even come out in the theater? Tucker versus Tucker and Dave. Uh, I'm
1: sure it had a release. Yes, limited but run, of course, yeah. it did find most of its audience on right DVD, Blu-ray, right. streaming, right. etc.
0: Right, but um, but yeah, um. And finally, we have the Florida Project. I feel like we've reviewed, uh, reviewed like a million trailers with William Defoe in it in the last like month, but uh, yeah, there's yeah, another one.
1: And that is a big part of why we're talking about it, is because William <laughs> Defoe is in it, and it's something that looks completely different for
0: him. Right. Okay, Bobby. I warned you, one drip and you're out. Oh, come on! Out now! It's gonna melt outside! It's melting inside, too. But, Bobby... Out? <laughs> Thank you very much!
1: You're not welcome!
0: The man who lives in here gets arrested a lot. These are the rooms we're not supposed to go in. But let's go anyway! <laughs> some thing please the doctor said we have asthma we got to eat ice cream right yeah. away Here you go no it's a, i we i like to do the the, the spider man quotes and make but yeah this looks like a very serious drama role for him and um definitely seems like a very can uh con film festival uh indie lover i mean but
1: it looks very indie Well, it's from Sean baker who you've probably never heard of. Most of the people talking to us have probably never heard of him. But he's mostly known because he did that movie Tangerine that was filmed completely on an iPhone, and it
0: it got rave reviews, but... Oh, I remember hearing about that. He also created Greg the Bunny. Did you know that? Do you remember that show?
1: I do remember that show. I don't think anyone else
0: listening probably does, but he was the writer, creator, and director of that show. Yeah, I the, remember now that. Now the fact that the was... guy who made Greg the
1: bunny ended up making a movie about transvestite hookers filmed on an
0: iPhone is a little <laughs> bit weird, but well, Greg the bunny wasn't exactly a fucking pretty normal show. It was kind of, it's kind of a little off, a little off. If you remember it, but, uh, um, but yeah, uh, this looks, like I said, I, I, I think it looks good. Um, Problem with me, I don't like when they kind of tout their, like, awesomeness. We're like, this This will be the great – someone reviewed it. Oh, this is the – will be one of the best movies on about childhood in the history of film. And I'm just like, all right, you're already setting the bar way high there. Like, if just, <laughs> I'm already looking to be – like, I don't know. I wish – sometimes it's like – I know they do it to obviously gain notice notability. But it was just like, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. So basically, I, I'm assuming – and you tell me if I'm wrong with the plot. But I guess it's like – A six year old. It it, it looks like it's
1: just following a bunch of precocious
0: kids for a summer in in Florida. In a motel. Like yeah. yeah. Like and he works at like a motel. Yeah, that they're living in. Yeah. Yeah. Which looks very very similar to the Walt Disney World Resort, but I'm not gonna say that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like very similar um but yeah um and uh so yeah but i mean obviously i think the breakout will, star will probably be the six-year-old girl obviously this is a seems to be a pretty big role for someone that age so obviously that's probably but um yeah i, I had no idea this was a thing but i saw the trailer and i was like oh, okay i probably won't go out to see it but yeah. um if it's ever it, on flicks or something i might yeah
1: uh, i assume it's going to be one of those things that is really popular on the indie scene just because of who it's from. And, right. But to me, I'm mostly interested in it just because it's something that we usually don't see from Willem Dafoe, which is he's a little bit cantankerous, but he, it looks like he's a guy who ends up being the father figure for
0: these Sorry, kids or whatever. Figure, and it's, yeah.
1: yeah. It's kind of a, different role for him which makes it interesting to me but I, I that's mean, about he, all i think of it
0: yeah i mean he did play a surrogate father figure in another movie that I mean, if you remember as Norman Os- osborne but uh, <laughs> sorry i had a segue into it somehow avenge me <laughs> sorry uh <laughs> it was bad it sounded better in my head but um it looks okay um but um so moving on to our main event of the show uh, to use a term um we both saw Annabelle Creation. Now, you did not see the original Annabelle, right?
1: I have not seen the original. I've seen right. both of the Conjuring films, the first of which they spun this off from. Yes. Um, well, yeah. I yes. did not see the first quote-unquote Annabelle film, though. That, that's what it was called, correct? Just Annabelle? Right,
0: just Annabelle. But it was like The Conjuring Presents or something. Like that. It, it was they, on the movie poster. Had something like weird like yeah, that. They,
1: they definitely were trying to tie it in as a spinoff.
0: Right, and... Um, we're gonna talk spoilers because I'm. And it was to... apparently terrible. It was pretty bad, and uh, so the only thing you need to know for people who didn't see it is like there's like one scene at the end of this movie that pretty much leads into that movie, mm-hmm. uh, which so confused
1: the hell out of me when I saw right. it. But right. you know, I looked okay. it up on Wikipedia, <laughs> saw what the hell it was.
0: And... <laughs> oh, you mean those those neighbors? Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, so what did you think of the flick? Okay, well, I
1: found it better than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. I think part of it is just who made it. In this case, uh, last year I talked about Lights Out, which was a PG thirteen horror film. I'm actually surprised this is rated R because there's not that much. I was too. In
0: it. It, it 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 really. I mean, yeah. There's 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 it's it's very surprising yeah, that it is There's too, very
1: little here to like. If you have a kid and you're wanting to show them their first R-rated horror film, this one is a good one to ease in with. But yeah. um, But I found that movie to be a solid effort, but I thought it was flawed in a lot of ways. I think this one kind of combines that solid genre filmmaking that he showed there with mm. a slightly better script that maintains its internal logic a little bit better, even if it. Just seems like it's a blender of ideas that have been better explored in the Conjuring and Insidious films that James Wan made.
0: Right? No, actually, that's a really—I I kind of figured around those same lines. I mean the first annabelle like i told you it's not even like it so now we've got four films in this conjuring universe so it in the continuity is so weird now it's like and
1: i almost hate to call it the conjuring universe cuz
0: that's what they want us to do oh i know but it's like it's weird because so this one so it's like to try to explain this one, it's like well so you got to watch this one first then the first annabelle then you got it's like it's like <laughs> and then conjuring universe, 1 and, and really 2 yeah. and, and the nun will be in there somewhere right exactly so <laughs> It's just, you know, I get what they're trying to do. Like, like you said, every, we always talk about everyone's trying to make it a franchise universe, connected universe, because it's the thing to do now. Taking it out of that, I, I thought it was a pretty decent horror flick. It's weird seeing a horror flick in August. I don't know why. I just thought that was weird in my head. I'm like, oh, this is a weird time to release it. But, um, um yeah, I, I thought there it, it, it had a decent script. I thought the acting was... Better than I expected it to be. The jump scares were. Hmm, it was okay. Um, there was, but uh, yeah. It, again, I, I agree with you on the rated R thing. I don't know exactly why it was rated R, but and, uh, and I'll tell you the, I didn't find anything
1: particularly scary. Maybe
0: because a lot of the jump scare
1: moments were actually spoiled in the trailer.
0: Right. Well, that's the problem is they when they yeah when, that's another problem that they have nowadays is when they put everything in the fucking trailers then. You're expecting, you're like, oh, yeah, I saw this. This is what's going to happen next. So yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't think there's any that really got me mm-hmm. the same. But um, I saw some people. It, it had its effect on some people. Yeah. Um, the weak will. No, I'm joking. <laughs> well, and the thing is, I'm usually
1: pretty susceptible to that if I'm able to get caught up in the film. Right, like, right. Conjuring, the Conjuring movies uh, definitely got that on me. Even Woman in Black had a couple of jump scares that got to me. But this this one, that never happened. Like, this one I was just trying to really focus on the atmosphere and all that because the jump scares weren't
0: getting to me. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I thought, um, I don't know any of the, really anyone from the movie except uh, freaking Anthony Public. How however you say that? I've seen him other things, and obviously the cameos of the. Well, I mean, there's Miranda Otto who is well, Lord of the say. Rings, but yeah, but like other than that, it's pretty, pretty, pretty uh, unknown cast. But it was like I said, yeah. they. They did a pretty good job. I, I, it was better than expected. I, I expected maybe I set my expectations low, but especially after the first Annabelle. But um, well, I'll tell
1: you what. I really kind of I, I feel like it's a solid film that does not insult the intelligence of its audience. Yes, but I, I also heard. feel like the real movie is the flashback. And I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to ruin this here, but basically, you've got the opening. Mm -hmm. You've got a 15 to 20 minute explanation towards like the latter two thirds of the film that, and I found that bit right there far more interesting than the rest of the film where there, it's a story of a family dealing with grief and all that. And I feel like the only reason it was made like this was to do two things. First of all, to do kids in peril because kids in peril, and second of all, to incorporate the ending, which ties it to the first Annabelle standalone film, despite the fact that nobody seemed to like it.
0: Right, and it's. A, I remember when this was first announced, they were saying that it was going to be a sequel, and no. it's obviously not a sequel. <laughs> so it's like so it, it's, it's
1: prequel, but it's pretty standard prequel. But yeah, exa- um, exactly. And then you ended up with that nun off bit that's dropped in yep. for no reason other than to shoehorn it in to get people to go see the nun and not just the bit at the end which is completely unrelated to the film but the bit where the guy's looking at the picture of this uh, gal in the convent and somehow he sees the demon nun in the background and yeah, the it monastery. leads to nothing yep. and, and it's, like, it, it's like okay well that's a hell of a coincidence uh, <laughs>
0: she was first seen the um what wasn't she? yeah cuz the wasn't the 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 demon nun from conjuring 2 right
1: yeah which i didn't particularly think needed a movie but apparently because <laughs> it was a strikingly yeah. visu- it was a visually striking uh, evil presence they decided that they're going to spin it off into a movie but uh, the the ending stinger is just about as disappointing as you can get in terms of a teaser. It it there's yeah. nothing to it. It just gives the year and where it is, and then it's the evil nun. And doesn't nothing happens.
0: Yeah, there's no context to it and people were just like, uh, alright. Yeah. Like, yeah, alright. Um, but yeah, I mean overall, I, I, I think the the atmosphere that they they created the kind of the old school horror psychology that I saw more in I, I want to say Conjuring One Conjuring Two had it a little bit but much more Conjuring One definitely on Annabelle um, uh, so I I I, I like that um, there I mean um I, it, it, you said it doesn't talk down to its audience so I, I, that gave me a mm-hmm. good a good uh that gave me like bumped it up a star for me overall just because I, I like that. Um well it, it, yeah. it is a very odd
1: use of period. It, yeah. it takes place in the fifties. The flashback yeah. takes place in the forties, but the forties stuff almost feels like it's more in the twenties.
0: Yeah, it does not feel it does not feel like I think it was supposed to be what, four nineteen early. Like 40s, the twenties so. or the thirties, maybe like the Depression era. Um right.
1: it, and maybe it's not all that off in doing so. I mean, in in most cases, movies or TV shows yeah, almost yeah. act like everybody's dressed in the latest fashions and using the latest appliances and driving yes. the newest cars in that era. When, right. of course, a lot of people are lagging five to 20 years behind. Absolutely most, not. <laughs> most of those things. So, you know, and that can be for a lot of reasons from a lack of income to just not being wasteful. But, um, that well, does it, it, but I'm so used to it being that way, where everything is so specific to the period that
0: it felt weird. <laughs> yeah, it, it it was a very strange. I mean, you let, let's just jump jump all the way into this. Like, so the first flashback when the movie starts is in early 1940s. Then, 12 years later is supposedly the rest of the movie. Then, when they do the tag thing to set off the events of the original animal, it's supposed to be 1960 something, and then. <laughs> <laughs> then in the post credit scene with the nun, with the monastery and the nun, that's in 1952. So it's like, yeah. it fucking fluctuates all over the fucking place with the years. And yeah. I would love to see someone make like a fucking timeline for all the, you know it's like, it's, yeah. So, one yeah. of those things, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't really compute, but it's fine. It, it. didn't really bother so, me that much. Yeah. To me, it just comes down to the parents'
1: story seemed like it would be the more interesting one to tw- tell, but instead we get a house full of orphans. Um, I like their interactions, I like the fact that you could tell they cared about each other, but it was more realistic than the way a lot of other movies handle uh, kids, where in this one the older kids are handling the younger ones with a lot of dry sarcasm, and the middle ones are latching onto the older ones and they kind of follow along because they don't want to be further down the food chain, even right. though none of them are outright mean to each other, and I thought that was a nice touch.
0: I thought these kids did a good job. And I always think about this when I see these horror movies with young kids. It's like, I can't picture myself, maybe this day and age I could, but, like, back in the early 80s when I was this their age, I couldn't be picture being an actor and actors and being in a film like this and not being kind of disturbed by the subject matter, like, at the time. But yet these kids seem to be like, oh, and I saw, like, one interview, they're like, oh, I saw The Exorcist. Like, they're like, and again, <laughs> nowadays it makes sense because everything's so obviously people are more um desensitized obviously but um like i'm just thinking like man if I, I was on a car i would be scared like if i was on like the kid in child's play i would have been fucking scared of that fucking doll i would have been like creeped out. like even though i i know it's fake it's still sort of one of those like weird kind of things but um i thought the kids did a really good job and sometimes it's hard for i feel like being that age, it's harder to do your your job, and I think they did a really good job with the material, and some of the stuff is kind of obviously beyond the normal demons and eye-gouging and you know, stuff. Uh, but uh, no, I, I, I give it a solid uh, three and a half stars. You,
1: well, you gave it a little bit higher than me i gave it 3 dams out of 5 but it was an, it's a surprisingly enthusiastic 3 dams out of 5
0: so yeah i mean i i could see 3 too i i was kind of just being a little a little extra but yeah i mean yeah then right right around the same kind of thing it wasn't i wasn't like oh my god this is fucking phenomenal everyone used to go see it but it yeah, it was not a bad movie to uh see so um if you enjoyed the two conjuring movies i would recommend it if you enjoyed the first animal movie then i don't know what you're not (laughs) then what are you thinking yeah
1: (laughs) Um, well it's funny because i think we're pretty much along the same line as a lot of uh the the critics on this which i don't always like but um yeah it does. It it's doing really well. It made twice its budget on opening right. weekend. So obviously there's a hunger for it, despite the fact the last film stunk. And well, it also yeah. it, the early reviews for this were really positive. And right. it calmed down. It dropped down to about sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. and it so moved back closer to seventy. So uh, that's it, still not bad for this genre. Yeah, I mean, considering what it is, I'd say that's right. not bad. I mean,
0: I'd say that's about right. Right, absolutely, and it, it, it they put it out the right time. There's really there's no nothing. big. <laughs> I mean, Hitman's Bodyguard. I'm sure there's a lot of people running out to say that. No, like there's really nothing big release wise that were, like anything. The big movies were over with, and Dark Tower tank. So we'll see how it does this weekend, um, but um, yeah, I, I, I think, I don't know if it's going to have long legs, but I think it might have a couple of weeks of... of, of uh,
1: I, I believe it, it was
0: in second this
1: last week. Okay. After the uh, the whole deal with the, because yes, Hitman's Bodyguard did come in first even though it wow. didn't do really well. That's still... Uh, Logan okay. Lucky tanked, despite the fact
0: that it looks to me like it's a much better movie. I think it's because let's be honest. We'll, we'll get this little side agenda for a second. Uh, Soderbergh was—I I don't want to sound like a valley where Like Soderbergh is so yesterday. Like remember when he was the the guy? Like everyone was like fucking Soderbergh movies, and now it's just like I think people are well, kind of the like,
1: Magic Mike movies didn't come out that long ago, and they were still huge. I think it comes down to but, the fact that the marketing
0: was nowhere to be that's seen. That's a good point. And also, I think obviously, let's be honest, the Magic Mike shit was beyond. There was no one going, "Oh, I'm a stranger of Soderbergh." That that was more like, "Oh, it's a movie about male strippers. All these girls. I, I'm a girl. I want to see it." So those movies, But yes, I, I agree. The marketing was was non-existent. I think I saw one trailer for it, and I did not, you know, posters. But other than that, nothing. Like, yeah, they did not put the marketing machine behind it. And um, I mean, Hitman's to have Hitman's Bodyguard coming number one is kind of embarrassing. Especially, I assume if you're if you're Steven Soderbergh, but you know. I'm, I'm
1: honestly surprised that they didn't put this out as more of an indie film where they rolled it out on the coasts and then moved it into right. other theaters. But I guess I'm I mean, not. I I guess they know more
0: than I do because they're the ones <laughs> getting paid for it. But. But yeah, so uh, yeah, it 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 it, uh, it's, it it almost was the worst weekend of 2017. Though I mean, you know, so you're talking about it. It, it was uh, so it's it still August is pacing at 30 34 to 35 percent of what it was last year. So it's just like, well, it's not good. start making better movies. Um, <laughs> uh, interesting though. I mean, just before we we wrap up to compare this Annabelle to the the last Annabelle. They're, as bad as the rating, uh, the, the reviews were for the, the last one, they're 11 days, they've both been out for 11 days now, both of them are a pretty much exact, one, uh, the original Annabelle was at 63 million at this point, and this one is at 65, so if they're really, really, like it's It's a loyal audience, obviously, that it's not like the, the bad reviews stopped them to come back from seeing this one, so someone must have enjoyed it, so, um, but yeah, so... It it is what it is, but um, yeah, there's not anything that I think coming out that's going to be like, oh, this is going to shake up everything until a while, so... There's (laughs)
1: nothing left to save the summer as far as the box office goes. Everything that is coming out soon is just... It's a re-release, which automatically, yes, I'm glad that they do re-releases. I'm very happy about that. Or there's things that just look bad... Or are there are things that just aren't going to make much money anyway. So.
0: Right. The next couple of weeks, it's just like, man. I mean, it. I guess people have some faith in to make a big, big amount, but I don't know. Yep, yeah, that's a couple of weeks from now. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying like upcoming. i yeah, yeah. Not nothing in the next two weeks. That's like anything that's. And then yeah, and then after I mean, the, the, so obviously you say the next big. I think big movies going to be the like, in Jago or the or Kingsman. They both come out the same week. Um, but, like, other than that, it's, like, I don't see anything that's going to shake up the box office to the point. Being, um, so, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be decline, decline, decline. <laughs> so, I mean, like you said, all the big movies are out. Um, if they're not out of the theater, they're coming out on – Wonder Woman is still playing, but it's coming out less than a month from now on, on Blu-ray. So, again, it's made its money. So, I don't know. But anyways – Thank you for uh, joining us this week. Um, I think we're going to wrap up now. Um, As usual, uh, check out our Facebook page, um, Isle of the Damned. Twitter, Isle of the Damned, no E-D, um, is our Twitter. Um, We are experimenting with SoundCloud, so if you want to try to find us on SoundCloud, you may be able to. Um, uh, I don't know how to link it, but we'll figure something to link it when this goes up. Um, we'll figure that out, but, um, any, um, also if you can just go to iTunes and look us up and give us a like or subscribe or comment or something, that would be very helpful as well. Um, not anything you have to add?
1: No, that's about it.
0: I All mean, right. You can,
1: you can find me on TNT Studios on Facebook as well, but,
0: um... Yeah, I, I will say if you, I want to give a shout out to to Kent. If you do check us out on SoundCloud and see our, you know, our our album art cover, I feel like we're a music band. Um, Kent did an amazing job. Like I always said, he's a great artist. So um, I, I want to appreciate appreciate him taking the time to do that. So well, thank that's you. it. So, you are very talented, sir. Like I said, our, if I drew it, it would be stick people. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> anywho, uh, thanks for listening, and, um, we'll see you next week. So, enjoy your weekend. Watch some flicks on the net. Get it? <laughs> boner movie no, I'm joking um, uh, Jared Lewis what's
1: boner from Growing Pains
0: boner S the bone <laughs>